Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. We're now going to get into our topic, which is Ant-Man. Spoilers, we spoiled it in the first segment. I'm sorry. We totally talked about it. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Ant-Man. Just so, edit yeah, we that could out. Edit yep. that out in post. Don't worry about it. Fix it in post. <laughs> okay. So, so now we have to fix know. that in post. Turn up the bass. <laughs> wop, wop. Sorry. So, if you're only listening to this part, um, I uploaded to the Zane's World podcast, uh, The Origin Of, as well as my own review of this film. Um, if you want to get the origin, go there, listen to that, and you'll know the, kind of the history and what what's different between the comic book versions and the movie versions. Because the movies do a really good job of kind of consolidating all that history of Hank Pym for like 30, 40 years down into like no time taken up in the film at all. <laughs> Two-hour film. Yeah. yeah. It really worked out well, and they converted the storylines they needed to really well. So I'll say that to start with. Um, with that being said, uh, Scott Lang is the hero of the film who is mentored by Hank Pym. And that's really about all you really need Benita to know. Man. God damn it. Okay, so for people that want to stay as spoiler-free as possible, what is your recommendation? Go see it right now. Just stop. Go see it. <laughs> Just stop. Thanks what for listening. Doing? Go see the if movie. If you don't, Baskin Robbins will find out. Yeah, they will find out. <laughs> Baskin Robbins always they, finds they out. Always find um, out. So, yeah, that's our recommendation to everybody that just wants to know how it was. It was extremely good, very funny. Uh the action was well done and it was a fun film to watch so there you go that's that's the basic review for people that want to stay spoiler free if you want to hear some spoilers but nothing that uh, spoils the ending continue to listen if uh you want to, to avoid that i'd stop listening now okay so now we can get into some of the spoiler stuff hey man dies oh god rip that, anthony though anthony oh. Oh. Never forget 2015 through 2015. <laughs> <laughs> he's a survivor. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Too um, soon. <laughs> yeah, so the movie was really fun. Um, Scott Lang plays kind of an ambiguously gray area of moral values. Yeah, like, pretty much. You know, he's willing to burgle, but he wants to make it clear that he's burglaring and not robbing people because robbery insinuates violence and he does not condone violence. He's a synant. He's just a man. Man, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's. I guess let's go over to the main cast of characters. We have Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. Yes, did he's you guess? Think fucking brilliant, right? Like, literally, yeah, like he was, he was great. He yeah, was that perfect. Seriously. Just like you said, he's that perfect mix of like a gray area of moral ambiguity. Yeah. Ambiguity. That was a good word. Yeah, it was. Ambiguity. Um, and then you have <laughs> and then we have uh, Michael Douglas playing Hank Pym his mentor um, what would you guys think of that initial scene because we can talk about that because like the first two seconds of the film I like features I like that, that was fucking brilliant With the CG to make him look younger so perfect that did you see the article shit. that yeah. actually talked about no. what they did it, basically crazy. the way they, they talked about it was the CG that went into that is the same technology they used for Tron it was also used mm-hmm. for uh, Benjamin Button mm-hmm. as well as uh, one Shelter other feature Ram. film that I can't remember off the top of my head is it the like the stuff they have with Looper kind of no but that's no a, imagine like um, uh, Jeff Bridges in, that's in, the, yeah, yeah Jeff Bridges yeah. Yeah. and then Ram. Benjamin Button had the same effects right. Right. I was just right. thinking yeah. with like right. just kind of like the imposing of like right. facial features um they didn't t- talk about Looper in the article, but maybe. Um, I do know that this company worked on those films as well as one other one that I can't think of off the top of my head. But um, what they do is they basically have to go back and they have to watch hours and hours and hours of footage of that actor from before. So like in the case of Jeff Bridges or in Michael Douglas's case, they had to go back to films from the 80s 
watch a shit ton, pull a bunch of video, photos, see how his face moved as he spoke across That's those years. That's so weird. And use that as a basis to go back to this one and tighten up all of his skin digitally. Yep. Their their motto is basically like, we can make anyone look fat, thin, young, or old. And Are so we? like That's uh, nuts. So they went in and they digitally edited him so that like they were saying the hardest part is always the the neck because as people get older that all gets loose mm -hmm. no matter who you are that will always get loose and so they have to look at old footage see how that skin moved at the ne base of the neck and then they kind of went up from there and they worked across everything to get rid of like you know different kinds of wrinkles or have the right kind of wrinkles form only when he's speaking so they had to play around a lot with that and just reading on it i was just like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> being one of those artists man that's that's got to take a toll on you just to work on that kind of work. Yeah, if that's your job for them. You've movies, got 10 hours ridiculous. of work on, yeah. like, a two-minute feature. Yeah. Yeah, so. you need to make him say, like, two lines. Mm -hmm. Get to work. It's going to take you, like, two months. Yeah. Have so, fun. seriously. But it was really cool. We got to see him. We got to see uh, the actor that plays uh, Stark in his – Howard Stark in his uh, later years, like, in his 50s and 60s. We saw him come back. We also saw a character we hadn't seen before. Um, it plays a pretty big part in the film. Uh, yeah, he's he kind of he doesn't exclusively go with Hydra, but he's obviously working a, with Hydra in some capacity. He's not maybe not aligned with them is what they kind of insinuated with the way they talked about him. But he's in there as well as uh, we saw Peggy Peggy Carter mm -hmm. um, in her later years, mm -hmm. still running Shield, basically trying not to step on Michael Douglas's uh, Hank Pym's shoes. But yeah, it was really cool. We got to see that. We got to see some footage um, of the uh, style of fighting that Ant Man did in the 80s uh towards the end of the cold war against the russians um but yeah i really enjoyed that featured scene was just enough to kind of spark the imagination in that like i want to see more of this. i was just grinning like little schoolboy <laughs> just at that whole scene i was just like this is brilliant yeah like you didn't need to include the scene at all at all mm -hmm. and it worked <clears throat> seeing uh douglas just slammed that dude's face right into the desk y you know what that reminded me of <sighs> that we talked about a couple weeks ago yeah that Metalocalypse. <laughs> what kind of music do you play? Death metal. <laughs> like, that's like, basically yeah, that yeah. scene. And it was awesome. Fuck you. Yeah. Told you not to take my stuff. That later in the movie when he's like, how's your nose? <laughs> and that was great. That, that was an amazing throwback. Yeah. Oh, man. The fact that they hadn't seen yeah. each other oh, yeah. in, you know, 20, no, 26 years. Mm -hmm. So That's what I loved about this movie as compared to something like Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Where some of the one-liners and the comedy was like very... These were fucking. It's out of place. So out of I place. I kind of talked about this during my review. Was yeah. that during Avengers, the one-liners felt forced. It felt yeah. out of character for certain characters right. with the way they talked. In this, the characters are constructed in such a way that when they delivered a line that was hilarious, it felt natural. Yeah, and the normal. A the atmosphere it was felt perfect correct. for it. Yeah, probably my favorite comedic moment of the entire film. I know what we do. We call the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Anytime that that dude told a story, that that was Michael. Fucking Pena, okay. Yeah. Fucking Luis. Yeah, was he, so, he was amazing, so man. Hilarious. Seriously. I also mentioned this was that like Michael Pena delivers the stereotypical Latin comedy. Yeah. That is a is a caricature of its own environment that is normal. So like it's the same kind of stuff as like watching you know like uh, um what's his name uh, somebody Lopez uh. George Lopez? George Lopez, thank you. Yeah. yeah, George Lopez, and then like uh, uh, Mencia yeah. or um, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Thank you, Gabriel yeah, Iglesias. I got you. Like uh, any one of those where they kind yeah. of bring in their culture, but they caric caricaturize it so yeah. that it's 
bigger than life or funnier. And Louis delivered oh, he just every nails it, measure of that Latin Hispanic kind of community in such a way that it's not demeaning but hilarious. Yeah. The entire oh yeah. Time. It just added to it. So good. Like his, uh, his his he just had the most amount of just like small little lines that made you roll yeah. over laughing. <laughs> his crew was just the stereotypical like Russian hacker guy. Yep. It's got the black dude who's like this car thief. I love that his name was Tip. Yeah. And his real name in real life, like his stage name is T.I. Yeah. Like, so somebody was sitting there was like, fuck. Oh, P. He just wrote a P down. Like, his name oh, is Tip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was just amazing. Can um, we just take a second? Yeah. Let's all say our favorite comedic moment from the movie. I think mine's the Avengers one. And um, also mixed with the um the moment of the revelation of I thought we were going to an abandoned shield warehouse. Yeah. This is the fucking Avengers headquarters. That was funny as shit. Yeah. Um I think mine was just man old men have safe. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing all of uh Luis's story to like three <laughs> yeah. sen- three words. Like broken English. <laughs> yeah. Old man shit. have safe. Okay. Amazing. What about you? Oh shit, I have a couple. <laughs> I have a few, but that was the, definitely the one. That my, my two favorites were the were the, the scene with the waffles. First of all, when they're talking about oh, getting, God. he's talking about getting fired from Baskin Robbins, and the black dude's like, Baskin Robbins always finds out that shit. <laughs> like it's the most like ra- like race racist ray possible. But it's hilarious. Louise cooking its waffles. Yeah, every single time. There's like heist. They're talking about this huge or, heist, or, and he yeah. just walks up with a plate of waffles and slides <laughs> them in front of you. It's like what the fuck? It's like all this guy does is make waffles. That and at the end when uh. Uh, Hank walks out and Scott's ki- kissing Hope and he's like, whoa, why would you just jump on me like that? I mean, come on. What, what are you doing? Seriously. You do? Seriously, Hope, control yourself. Like, seriously, control yourself. <laughs> and he's like, you're full of shit, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too, man. Uh, that's, I gotta say, like, for Michael Douglas's long career to not ha- hold many comedic titles within yeah. it, this film really substantiated him as capable of delivering the right kind of sternness to somebody like Paul Rudd's kind of quirkier kind of comedy. Yep. It really plays up that straight man, comedic man kind of angle that the old comedy duos used to have, which is really awesome. Um, I'll say this, though. I've heard the most common complaint I've heard from this film, to get out of the way, is uh, it follows the Marvel um, you know, map, you could say. Like, the same right. story structure. And what I realized, they're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's pretty much the uh, the retread of Iron Man 1, um, almost yeah. to a T. Iron Man 1 had the same problem of the villain, where the villain doesn't really have much of a personality. He's kind of just out for himself and money. Yeah. And he winds up just being a bigger, badder version of the hero. Like, covering copy almost. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Um, yeah. They had the same problem, uh, or I wouldn't say a problem, but the same exact setup of comedically showing off how he grows with his abilities in the sense of Iron Man would do, do the did the jets and he flipped and hit the ceiling and hit the ground or he was flying in and he said shut down and he shut down and he bla- fell through the roof and hit the car yeah in this case Ant-Man ran jumped tried shrinking through the, the keyhole mm-hmm. slammed into the door or got panicked because he's around a bunch of ants and grew out of the ground it was the same kind of like physical <laughs> comedy so slapstick yeah. moments teaching him how to grow with his powers and then it also had the same feature of uh, Stark named one of his armatures Dummy. Ant Man's Paul, you know Paul Rudd's uh, Scott Lang named the lead ant Anthony. Anthony personifying a, a, car- a, a creature or an object that clearly has a personality of its own but doesn't need a name. 
it had the same thing and that's when I, when I realized I was like fuck it is almost formulaic at this point like it's them following a set path I feel like this one was a little bit better even than the original Iron Man because the original Iron Man had so much of just sort of like well let's just see what happens this one was much more like we know how to make this work so I don't know what about you either of you just talking about the film in the whole yeah, yeah we're still continuing I mean that. I love the film like honestly like yeah. I just walked out and I was like that was just it was kind of like basically how I said like that is the film like the emotional feeling I left with it that's mm. how I should have left Avengers, Avengers. no totally yeah. yeah I'm right there with you and I'm just like you know what um <laughs> is it fair to compare the two not really no is this movie great on its own absolutely is it great in playing up aspects we're going to see in civil war aspects we're going to see in avengers 3 absolutely yes um yeah and then i would even uh the one thing that i would say was a line that kind of the only line in the whole movie that made me kind of just cringe with like you didn't need that was the <laughs> line that uh what's his name darren cross whatever his name is yeah um he says you thought you could save the world with a heist and i was like that's the giant commentary about this whole movie is that you're tried making a superhero run a heist film you think that'll work and basically it's ant-man saying it no shit it worked and i was like ah that's a little bit too meta of a joke like you didn't need it you could have said anything else i also yeah. wasn't who was the actor did daniel cross um i forget his name off the top of my head but he was shout out to daniel cross <laughs> so now that I said that, yeah. Oh, is it, I guess it's the same name. I don't remember which. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. I know that he was in House of Cards. I wasn't a big fan of him overall. Like, I think it was how he was written. I think 100% of his problem is how he was written. I agree. He's written straight from the get-go as a villainous role, spiteful, with no growth in his character development whatsoever. He's featured only in cutscenes to show that he's evil. <laughs> yeah. Scenes. That's how I think of it. It's like his his moments were so short. <laughs> Meanwhile, up to the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cross so, technologies. <laughs> yeah. If it seriously felt that way, because yeah, he was just true. so limited on his own growth as a villain that you're just like, so he's just a bad guy to be bad. He feels jilted by Pym, but generally he's just a bad guy being bad. They tried to make it this whole like father son thing, and it didn't work. It they didn't, didn't give it enough time right. to work. Like I get what they were going for, and the one line that I loved from from that was Pym saying. I saw too much of myself in you. Yeah, that was well And you're like, oh. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, in the, right in the feels. Right oh, man. <laughs> but beyond that, you didn't get any development out of him as a villain at yeah, all. that's true. What did you guys think of uh, the costume designs for the suits? Cause I thought they were cool. I liked them a lot. I yeah. liked that we got to see uh, Falcon's new suit. Oh, yes. my God. Up close. Like, that was real. sweet. Yeah. Rather than like the one second. Just yeah, getting more Falcon Avengers. in general was great. And this, the interaction that he had with Ant-Man was great. That was funny. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Um, would you, so with the Ant-Man suit, how do you, I don't know, do you guys like that one? Do you think yeah. it, it does it deserve a new iteration? Because it's yeah. going to get one, obviously. Yeah. But. If they felt like, I don't know, if they ever did a Hank Pym like, mm-hmm. origin thing, they could maybe show him a building what it, what the very first Ant-Man suit looked like, but kind of turning it into that before the mm. war, the current one. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, I liked it. Yellow Jacket, I liked as well because they turned the the arm the yeah. I don't know what you would call them, but you yeah. t- it turned it into like the cannon type things. They just became sort. Of, I like that they took away the third one. Yeah, like having the third one and all the concept stuff. You're like, why does it have three legs? Right. That's a copy of uh, the Iron Spider suit. Um, I like that they converted the dumb wing things yeah. that were on the into something costume. that actually 
and took away his gun that because he used to carry a gun in the comics. Right. That they changed those two things to just be one thing, and that looked pretty cool, honestly. Um, the interesting part about that being that now the one thing that is kind of left up in the wind and that Marvel can use whenever they want is the fact that Hydra did in fact get a hold of the uh, cross serum mm-hmm. of the yellow serum, so that's out there in the wind. And Hydra has it, so we'll probably see implications in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with that, as well as in future installments of either... Well, probably Cap, because Cap's, I think, going to have Return of the Red Skull. Yep. Pretty positive. Because um, he kind of insi- insinuates... Or not insinuates... Uh, he kind of incites that whole event to occur through a lot of underhanded political work. Yeah. Um, but in addition, I don't know, we'll see... Other, I mean, I'd, I would like to see some more size changing characters show up once in a while i mean eventually we could always get cassie scott lang's daughter like they did in the comics where she became stature um we can get the second goliath who was i can't remember his name but the black dude that dies in civil war Mm. like it'd be important to have him i don't think they're gonna kill scott lang in civil war no i doubt it even though he'll be giant man and that would kind of fit with the storyline i'd rather not though yeah (laughs) They have such a habit of killing a character and just being like, not really, or killing a character and he's just gone forever, forgotten. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, just think of uh, Hope overall. I liked her. You liked her? Yeah. Yeah. Hada, hada. Do you think she's, uh, <laughs> in, in regards, I guess, to Iron Man, because it does draw so many similarities, do you think she's a more fulfilling character than uh, uh, Pepper? Pepper, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too the whole time. Um, I just like that she okay. like has this kind of this disposition almost towards Scott throughout the entire movie. It's just like, why do we need him? Like, I know how to use the suit. This is my heist as much as this is yours. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then the reconciliation of that was just phenomenal. Yes. Like mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about it, but it was phenomenal. Banging. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> um, he doesn't need the shrink suit. Oh, so uh, <laughs> do you guys want to get into like explicit spoilers? Because I mean, I was thinking about it over here, and I was like, you know what? You know, we definitely had to put a spoiler warning on Avengers because, like, what we talked about. And I was yeah. just like, you know what? What are the like huge spoilers that are in this? Um. Well, really, like I, the only thing that I would be even really feel inclined to talk about would be the post credit scenes. Just yeah, they're the ones that do allude to a future. Um. Beyond that, though, there's really. N- there's three things to touch, touch on, I think. Yeah. I think the first one is the film ends with basically Falcon looking for Ant-Man. Yep. Trying to <laughs> do something with him, like making well, again, him part Lewis's of the Avengers. story. Yes. How it ends. It. Yes. I just love Stan Lee's cameo in that moment. Yeah. Too good. Yeah, too good. I love how they did, did like the lip syncing. Uh, that's the thing. That's what's the best because it was lip syncing to Luis's yeah dialogue. That was great. And then he's like, "Well, what do you say?" He just goes, "Yes." <laughs> fucking credits. Um. Anyways, so yeah, you're right. So we'll need to t- touch on that real quick. Um, we'll probably have to do uh, the and then just bolt the secrets oh, or yeah, the well, secret endings. Yeah. 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 So okay, so if you don't want to hear any of the stuff that really spoils stuff to cut for that sets up future. Uh, Marvel films we love you see you guys later remember you guys can always reach us at different places with uh, geekdominationlisteners.net or at gmail.com sorry geekdomination.net um, Facebook Twitter um, you guys can you know subscribe to us on iTunes uh, freaking Stitcher or a couple other places 
Um, but with that, we'll go on and touch these uh, final spoilers for people that are sticking around. Uh, yeah, so we know Falcon is trying to find Scott because Scott can shape change. Do their fight and how much he got schooled in that fight. That fight. I just beat an adventure. <laughs> that, <laughs> that fight was, awesome. was so yeah. cool. Just the fact that you got to play with two of the characters that have like the most quirkiest means to fight. You're talking about a guy that utilizes flight and machine gun, like two Uzis to try and coordinate himself. And then you're dealing with the guy that changes size mid-combat, and you're trying to like balance the two. And it's just such an eclectic. I love fight. that how he he ended up having the machine, and he's just like, "What? I'm sorry, what?" Like he mic just drop sets it down. Yeah, yeah. The, the mic drop moment <laughs> against him with like, "Yeah, I did it. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm good." That's awesome. Just that was such a good set of scenes there. Like even though it was shoehorned, it was obviously shoehorned in for the sole sake of like setting up civil war. Well, absolutely. And stuff like well, that. yeah. It was so well I mean, done. I don't even say it's shoehorned. Like, I think it was a necessary scene and just in the sense of there needs to be some sort of interaction with mm-hmm. um, Scott and the Avengers. And I think it was a, just a perfect opportunity, too, honestly. Well, yeah. No, um, the big thing was that that was one of the biggest scenes that was in contention between Edgar Wright and Marvel because Edgar Wright was very much, like, on the platform of, like, Ant-Man will stand on its own and then you guys can work him in after I'm done with him. Mm-hmm. Marvel was on the, the, or I should say Disney was the ones. It was very specifically Disney's uh, attitude towards it, saying, no, you have to put this in or else. And that's when that kind of fracture started happening yeah, and it split off. Dumb. It is really dumb, especially over a probably less than five-minute scene total time, um, maybe right around. But it was extremely well done. The dialogue was hilarious. And then I loved, I just loved Falcon's, Nobody tell Cap this. Nobody happened. tell Cap this happens. <laughs> and just like that was funny. That was great. And I mean, like, I feel like you know what, using this like the you know the idea of shoehorning it in just to get him in basically in contact with the Avengers and yeah. nothing else. I feel like Falcon was the perfect character to do with it, just in the sense that if you used a bigger character, I feel like it could have taken too much away from what was going on in the film. Yeah, the only other option on the table would have been one of the other side characters, such as War Machine or. Maybe Scarlet Witch. Scarlet. Hot, 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 hot. That'd be it. I think that'd be it. Really, you couldn't really. Or yeah, maybe um, Black Widow. Mm. Or or Hawkeye. You know the the, the more secondary. Yeah. But yeah, but not like obviously like not not Cap, Cap or, or or Iron Man. Let's or, put it that way. Or yeah. Hulk. <laughs> or Hulk. Yeah. Uh. Although that'd be hilarious. I've seen like the fights in the comics with those, and that's hilarious because oh, he'll shrink down to like to his ear and just start like fucking with his head <laughs> in mid combat, trying to knock him unconscious by throwing off his uh, the liquid in the ear mm-hmm. inner ear. And it's hilarious seeing those happen because then Hulk's like slamming his hand against his head and like trying to blast him out. It's it's just hilarious. Jesus. Um, but yeah, Falcon felt appropriate, especially with the attitude that uh, that character that actor puts on that character. It was definitely the most like, no, I got this. <laughs> okay, guys, didn't didn't have it, and don't let Cap know this happened. <laughs> totally did not have it. It was very well done. I loved it. Um, so yeah, the first post credit scene. Uh, Pim shows Hope that he's been working on a new suit, or had been working on a new suit up until the time that his wife went subatomic. Um, obviously setting up that we're getting Hope as the Wasp going forward. Yes. Um, my curiosity for that is that what will we get the full spectrum of all of her abilities, including the energy blasts? Probably, but you never know. They might have changed it. 
Uh, beyond that, though, we also saw that at the final post credit scene, because I know a lot of people that saw that first one and then left and missed out. Like, what are you doing? A lot of people. Sit left. down! No bad. one was expecting to see a second one, and I was like, the second one's actually the, second I think, one's the most bigger. important. I think it's, it's bigger. It's more important. Yeah. Um, we wind up seeing Bucky hunched over some object, obviously, like, tired, fatigued, like he'd been just getting his ass kicked. And then we have uh, Falcon and Cap in civvies just walking up to him mentioning how they need to get him out of where they're at currently without getting noticed or let any of the other avengers know what's going on Mm -hmm. hence why uh falcon puts out uh, a word trying to find uh ant-man i know a guy i know a guy he's an ant he's an ant man (laughs) (laughs) clearly he meant hulk i thought he meant hulk (laughs) (laughs) He was just going to stuff him in his pants and go leaping up in the air. <laughs> He'd carry him in his ear. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about me. Hulk get you out of here. Hulk get you safe. Um, but yeah, so like, I guess with that, what do you think is happening with all that? Because I mean, that does kind of bring into speculation. I think it was awesome because he talked about, uh, Cap talked about getting in touch with Tony and how he was unable to do that at the moment because of the Accords. And that's that is like uh, some more. Here, mm. Here's the thing that I'm like worried about. Like, I love it. I'm excited for this, but I'm I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, that they're going to spend a little bit too much time in Civil War on the whole Bucky Cap relationship. I feel like they also need to because what might happen if this is when we are going to get Bucky as Cap? Cop, cop. Cough, 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 maybe. Cough, already kind of confirmed through contracts. Cough, cough, crossbones, cough. Okay, well, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, what? (laughs) Yes. I mean, like, I guess, like, you need to do it, but I mean, mean. like, I feel like the big thing. I would be okay with it. I feel like the big thing about Civil War is obviously um, Tony versus Cap. Well, the way I look at it, it is a Captain America sequel. So if they decide to go a little bit into depth, more depth with that relationship, I would personally be okay with it as long as it doesn't foreshadow the, Mm -hmm. the entire. You know, the conflict between yep. Stark and him, yeah. I don't know where I have it, but somewhere I have just the Captain America Civil War, specifically that title. Yeah. Uh, because like most events, obviously, it's going to have books that surround specific characters and their storylines. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to follow more of that yeah. story than straight up Civil War. Civil War kind of insinuates it's going to tell both sides of the story. Calling it Captain America Civil War definitely tells you, like, we are going to tell you one side of this story regardless of the opponent's side and you're gonna have to kind of sort out what's right and wrong from there right um i do think we'll still get to understand why the other side is what it is but if you understand from the books even tony's stance isn't that deep (laughs) his is pretty uh straight straight and forward like yeah i've done bad things even as a hero i've made many mistakes i think every hero needs oversight end of side (laughs) end of of justification for doing yeah. whatever he is. yeah pretty much caps are more like way more nuanced way more needs justification like no these are citizens volunteering themselves to save people there there's no need for oversight in voluntary situations so i don't know I, th- I, I definitely see your point i don't think we'll get nearly as much uh bucky cap going on in that film um i do think we'll have a scene or two hiding him because i feel like what's going to happen is that winter soldier is going to go much more undercover in that film much more underground kind of be like an informant role rather than full-on i'm helping you fight them thing mm-hmm. 
because he's got to be the secret weapon. He's got to be pretty much unknown to almost everybody except for Black Widow, Nick Fury, um, obviously Ant-Man, obviously Falcon, uh, until after Cap dies. Until Cap dies, none, no one else is supposed to know about him at all because that's the whole thing is that he's supposed to put on the new suit, become the new Cap, and no one's supposed to be the wiser. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I do think we'll have at least one long dialogue, one decent, like, 10-minute dialogue between the two of them, but I don't think we'll have much more. I definitely see your point, though. Yes. Yeah, because I can see that happening easily, too. They've they've turned the wrong way before. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, though, because that shows Cap has a certain circle of trust and that that's starting to be a mounting thing is that he only trusts certain people. Yeah. Which is huge when you consider that these people have to work together to save the planet right <laughs> yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see how that plays out though how did you like the uh, little throw at spider-man at the end though honestly i didn't even hear it you didn't even hear it no they when they it was during Luis's story well there's one in the middle too was there one in the middle mm. well, they're they're talking about how like jacked up the world is with all these like uh I'm gonna use the word metahumans, but yeah, the, inhumans or yeah. superheroes or whatever. And he said something about we got we got dudes climbing up walls and shooting webs that's or something like that. Yeah, that's at the end. I don't think that was at the no, end. That's at the end. I don't know. I'm willing to bet my See, life. See, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, so. that was during know. his final story because remember it's Falcon talking to that one chick and she's like, "Well, who are you looking for? We've got people climbing up buildings. Oh, that's right, slinging webs. He's talking to my boy Felipe and Carlos and. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we knew it was coming. We know he's going to be in Civil War. We know he's going to be in his own film in 2017. So it's like, yeah, throw it in there. Fucking nope. throw it in there. Just get All it out of the way. All in there. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess the next thing for Marvel is just Civil War at this point. Uh, coming so out excited. in uh, May of 2016. Yes, I'm excited. Let's go now. Let's go now. Let's go We're ready. Let's go We've been ready right since now. right before Avengers. Yeah. And since then, we've just been like, fuck. Seriously. Please, 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 please. Well, it doesn't help that fucking the Russo brothers are working on it again, and they just made that second Cap film so yes, good. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's why I'm super excited for Avengers 3. Oh, man. I know. Well, part one and two. Yeah, oh, seriously. Not just part two. So six part hours. Of, so they, <laughs> we got nine more hours or so uh-huh. of Russo brothers yeah. work. Fucking awesome. Um, I know. Uh, I guess with that, though, I think that's about it. Um, it's a short one. I yeah. mean, like, there isn't a lot on the say in the movie. Just, like... Go see it. It's it's hard to discuss the movie because it is kind of... It's so unique. It stands so far out, except for the obvious, mm-hmm. like, um, plot following of Iron Man 1. But it stands yep. so unique of from the rest of the Marvel films. Like, the, there were, like, times throughout that I was like, I... If you took out like the Avengers, mm-hmm. you took out like those references, like this doesn't really feel like a, a Marvel film. Not at all. It it shows that it's been worked on for about ten years. It definitely kind of has that kind of feel of like somebody loved this film for so long and it finally got made. Yeah. Um, I think that's why most all but the villain character had been uh, explored in such a way that felt right. Heck, even the the couple cops that we got to meet throughout the film that are small they they felt like substantial characters mm-hmm. um it wasn't quite so throwaway with them versus say like the 10 rings people from iron man right were so very much like throwaway characters um yeah i totally agree i think it just it stands on its own extremely well um it does have the heist feel about it it feels like an ocean's 11 but mm-hmm. with a superhero suit involved 
That's about it. The Italian job. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I love that movie. So do I. So <laughs> I love heist movies, <laughs> That's a good movies movie. in general. Um, I will say also, the film does a really good job of making it feel like once you're that size of an ant, everything is harrowing. Everything is dangerous. You see <laughs> a rat fucking, and it roars like a fucking lion. <laughs> the fucking train never... Yes. Oh my god. It will never get For, old. And then you also get the freaking train growing huge yeah. and busting through the that house. That will and never the get train old. noise as it yeah. blows oh, up Oh, Cody and I were dying. Oh my god. That'll never get old. <laughs> oh my god. The inclusion of that, because like what's cool is like, just so that you have a reference point with that, those discs weren't ever in the comics. What it was was at one point Pym's powers evolved because he'd been taking so much of the serum for so long. He's able to grow and th- do things at will. Eventually, he's able to do stuff that he just sort of was touching. So he'd be able to touch something and choose that it wants to be big or whatever. Yeah. Just Stop. Be like, <laughs> and then just Jesus. Uh, so that's kind of an extension of what that was, was taking that power and going, okay, how do we manipulate that for a much more modern audience? Right. That's cool. Make a weapon. Um, which I also like how they use that to save the big cliffhangery moment in the film it felt like um it was all a cliffhanger for all of like five seconds but it was really cool to see that happen um yeah was there anything really bad in the film you think i guess just to get a con out of the way i feel like my my biggest problem with was was cross yeah just as a whole yeah he was just a very for the rest of the characters who just had so much depth and so much size oh (laughs) (laughs) um he was a very one-dimensional he was. That's he is, true. Very true. He had only crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. Sociopathic insane. The actor That's... did a good job of putting off that emotion, though. Like, just, yeah. in, the, just in the dude's face. Sometimes he, he had that look in his eyes that was just very much like, you fucking betrayed me. Yeah. And you're just like, I was like, damn, okay. Oh, man, I believe that you you feel this way. Yeah. You, you might be completely wrong, but, but you feel this way. And as such a, I don't want to say that weak role, but as a... Uh, weaker role in the in the movie itself i think he, he did a very a, he did a good job way of fixing your problem of right not being able to do pim during his bad years but yep. also having to throw in scott lang's very first and most profound villain right by he, shoving I think them together for what role. he was handed and how he's written yeah he did a decent job oh yeah absolutely yeah, I think yeah. He's doing, doing really good i also do like that the it was a heist movie right up until the moment when cross pretty much acts like he wins yeah and that's when it turns into a regular superhero fight that felt normal natural and was interesting because it played with mechanics that the film introduced throughout the entirety yeah it was a good progression it felt very natural and it didn't feel forced on you um but yeah i think it was extremely good if you haven't seen it what the fuck is wrong with you you just ruined the whole movie for you yeah you if you've been to this i don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. yeah i mean if you if you listen to this whole thing go see it still you <laughs> Might as well. It's now that you know. Us yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to get the Blu-ray now because it's going to have features. And I'm, I can't wait to see some of those bonus features. Did you hear about what uh, Paul Rudd tried doing on the set during their final, the final day that oh, Michael God, Douglas no. was on set? So he had it in his head that he would uh, basic instinct Michael Douglas. Basically, what he did is when they were in between takes, and it was going to be the last, very last scene that they were going to film with with him. So, like, he was he was sitting there in his chair. He had undone his pants, uh, pulled it out, tucked, pulled his shirt over himself, and he was going to basically just like put his leg over his leg and kind of just slowly reveal it, just like it, it happened in Basic Instinct, the film. And about when he sat down, was, I guess his boxers rode up, 
and so then he was trying to like work those down while pulling his shirt continuing to keep his shirt over and it looked like he was basically like taking care of himself and you know the shot of him was all like shoulder up so no one was really noticing what was going on um but partway through his line after being just so just like dead on with his lines michael douglas just goes what are you you fucking perv <laughs> and paul had run out of stop and just kind of go oh god <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i was trying to basic instinct you and once he said that michael douglas was like oh okay <laughs> like <laughs> this has happened before kind of attitude <laughs> but yeah that was hilarious um so that could possibly be on a blooper reel with a blur line of course yeah but yeah he, tr- he tried showing michael douglas's dick <laughs> and not so many words um god damn it i can only imagine how many bloopers are on that thing yeah Cause seriously. all because of paul rudd because the man is an asshole all the way <laughs> um yeah i'm really excited to see more of this stuff because like you know michael douglas would like to work with his wife Catherine zeta jones to be that flashback set up with her as janet and I, when i thought about that i saw like you know uh Catherine zeta's face next to uh what's her name lily van whatever that's plays uh uh hope van dyne it's like she looks like she could be her mom yeah that, that'd be fine husband and wife playing a husband and wife on screen go there do it go, make yeah. it cut print make it happen i want that film or miniseries or whatever the fuck it'll be if right. it ever comes out yeah i don't know i'm excited i'm excited for more stuff yeah but uh yeah so we'll go ahead and get out of here um our final verdicts across the board or go see it right the fuck now yep remember you can email us at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com you can always uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. That's where you can kind of interact with us. Anything that you message us with, we will read. And if you if it is good enough and appropriate for the cast, we'll read it on air. Um, you can always, uh, like I said, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube. There's videos coming in the near future. Yes. And go see it, man. Yeah, go see it. Please. Uh, please well, the Avengers will come after you. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Hope Bye guys. Smash your house. Bye.